Hello and welcome to How Did You Do It? It has been a little while since I've sat in front of the old microphone. I think going about daily life is hard at the moment when there's so much collective pain. There's so much going on within Australia and globally as well. It felt really inauthentic to open up the computer and set up the microphone without addressing the fact that people don't really know how to put one foot in front of the other at the moment. People are juggling mental health with rallies and people are juggling how much information they can take in, how much they should be doing, what they're doing, what other people are thinking of them. And so I gave myself some time to pause and reflect and I was sitting with a lot of information and something came up on my phone and I want to share it because it was powerful for me. It said, when things get heavy, I hope you learn to put some stuff down. You don't have to hold everything that life throws at you. Many of us were taught to be strong and carry the weight of what we're going through without complaining, hurt or struggle. But I hope that you unlearn that you have to be a container that holds everything all at once. You're allowed to have lightness in your life. You're worthy of ease and support. Give yourself permission to put some things down. And that was by someone called Alex L. And sometimes there's this guilt in putting things down or allowing yourself space to breathe when other people don't have the privilege to have space to breathe. Other people don't have a choice in what they're experiencing right now. And it's been this balance of holding space, holding capacity, holding conversations, doing our bit as we feel necessary. However, we also do have a responsibility to look after ourselves because everyone is suffering and the only thing that we can control when everything else is out of our control are the actions that we take and the way that we handle our own inner self, inner thoughts. And so I want this to be a space where you can come and breathe and reflect and connect. And that within itself allowed me to pick up my things, open my computer, turn on the microphone and connect into my intention for this podcast. So thanks for bearing with me. Not that any of you wouldn't, but I appreciate it. I appreciate you if you are still on board and listening and supporting and do you know actually I wasn't even going to talk about this but it's just come to mind so here we are. I've had a few people who I don't know well like I might have met once or twice who have heard about the podcast and they've reached out to tell me that they've really enjoyed it and it's really good and it's this feeling of knowing that it's getting out there and that people are enjoying it. It really just makes me so happy. I feel like I say it every time I sit in front of the microphone, or I feel like I say it so often to people, but it's actually the thing that keeps me going. So that probably has something to say. All the times that I yap on about how you do something or how you keep going, (laughs) a big part of it is probably other people feeling your mind and heart with really positive things about it. So onto my topic for today, I have come to find that a lot of my topics come from 
stories, conversations, and inspiration. I was on Instagram and someone affiliated with Mel Robbins or Mel Robbins herself, I don't know, I tried to find it earlier, but I couldn't. There was this whole graph and the graph was talking about, well, it was talking about a lot, but let me conceptualize what I actually want to say with this. So the graph was saying that as kids, we spend the most amount of time with our parents. As teens and towards 18-year-olds, we spend the most amount of time with our friends. In our mid-20s to 30s, we spend a lot of time with our colleagues. In our 30s to 40s, we spend a lot of our time with our own kids and family. As 40, 50 plus, you spend the most amount of time with your spouse. However, in each age bracket, we still always spend the most amount of time with ourselves. So it got me thinking, what are you telling yourself in that time? And what are your beliefs? Because no one's getting out of life alive, right? And I think that if you can find ways to make the time that you spend with yourself the kindest and the the best that it can be, then there's power in that. Now, you guys might be sitting here thinking that I'm talking about waking up and looking at yourself in the mirror and going, my God, aren't you the most beautiful being I have ever seen in front of my face? I'm not so much talking about that type of self-love, although there have been theories that have said saying nice things to yourself in the mirror is powerful. I am more talking about when you wake up in the morning and you notice that your first thought is something negative and then you get up and you go to the mirror and you think, oh, I have a pimple on my face. Why? Or, oh, my face is so puffy. Oh my God, my hair looks like this. Just start to notice those thoughts because then that flows on to getting dressed and thinking, does this part of my body stick out a little bit too much? Oh, I shouldn't have eaten that food yesterday. I shouldn't have had that cocktail. I should have gone to the gym like I said I was going to. So automatically in the first, let's say, 15 minutes of your day without even talking about social media messages and the news, it's no wonder why we wake up and we feel like absolute shit. That time that you're spending with yourself, no matter if you're single, in a relationship, not in a relationship, in a situationship, we're still, no matter what is happening externally, spending the most amount of time with ourselves. I think what I've experienced over the past year is that, okay, a year is a little bit ambitious. Let's say five months, realistically. If I always bring myself back to self-kindness, then I never really get carried away with the voice inside my head. It's still there. Processing emotion is... Knowing exactly what lever to pull when different emotions arise to soften that voice because sometimes it's different techniques. I actually learned this the other day. I was in the car and something had, oh my gosh, triggered me to the point where I was like, this is a good one to work through. Let's do it. Let's, let's face this trigger in the face. 
let's face this trigger in the face. Let's look at this trigger and let's work through it. And I was like, okay, so what do I need to do with this emotion? And I thought internally, I was going to say instinctively, instinctively, but I didn't, that didn't flow so right. (laughs) Using my instinct, maybe I'm delirious. I'm sorry. I'll get back on track. And so I thought that I was feeling sadness internally and I put on a song that really allows me to get into the space of feeling sadness. A little interruption here. I'm just imagining all of you thinking about what my sad song could be. (laughs) Does everyone have like the same sad song? Oh, I'm so curious to know what your sad songs are. Please tell me. Please just send me messages. I'll make a sad playlist. That's a bit grim. Okay, moving on. And as I was listening to this song, I just felt this hate build up within my chest and my belly. And I was like, this isn't sadness right now. Like, this is anger. I am angry. And if we look at the emotion of anger, anger is important because it allows you to fire up and defend yourself. Back in caveman times, it was a way that we could you know, ignite into a state of fight or flight. And so anger is important. Uh, However, when you look at anger in today's day and age, it shows that we are feeling threatened. It shows that we are feeling attacked. And underneath that attack, because the attack is usually an external trigger, we've heard something, someone said something to us, we've seen something that's made us angry. Under that anger, because we are just trying to defend ourselves, is hurt. But we can't actually access that hurt without dealing with the anger. So for me, it was a big trigger. Sometimes I often go into sadness and I'm able to work through that pretty quickly and I'm back on track within half an hour of my day if I'm working, you know, with a big trigger. However, with this anger, it was a double-layered trigger because I had to work through the anger and release the heat of emotion within me and then get to the hurt once that anger had subsided. Because oftentimes when the anger subsides and we calm and we deal with that energy, what's left is often a wound. And that's something that we need to then work at as well. I was having breakfast with one of my beautiful friends who listens to this podcast and it wasn't coming to me what I was going to talk about on my solo episode. If anyone knows me, I can't put something out that is half-assed. I can't put something out that doesn't feel authentic. And if that means that I have to pause, then I will. And I was talking to a friend and we got into this conversation. It was my light bulb moment. Why is that word so hard for me to say today? I've edited this out, but I've tried to say that like three times. Because something that I live by that I think a lot of other people have not yet been exposed to is that we cannot out-logic emotion. We cannot out-smart emotion. And this is a really important thing to understand. If you have something that is upsetting you, and you say to yourself, oh, it's fine, just stop it, just leave it, okay? Just, it's okay. That doesn't deal with the emotion. That doesn't make you feel better. And then the subconscious goes about its way of controlling you that you won't even be aware of. You'll be 
having reactions to things. You'll be acting out in ways that you won't even understand because there's the subconscious part of you that does not feel seen or heard that's being pushed away. And you're saying, it's fine, just stop. Like, I don't want to think about that. This is the number one way to abandon yourself. And when we abandon ourselves, oftentimes we go into tendencies that we are unaware of. And this can look like a multitude of things. And I think that it's important that we talk about them because if you have emotions and thoughts that are showing up in your body and you're saying to them, it's fine, just stop, you're suppressing your emotions, your true feelings and your true needs. Oftentimes, as a result of that, we seek external validation. We seek approval from others because we don't feel approving within ourselves because we abandon ourselves. We go into people-pleasing. We go out of our way to please others, sacrificing our own desires and interests. And we also go into self-criticism. So if you're feeling sadness and anger and you are denying yourself to feel that, that is you abandoning yourself. And if we cannot trust ourselves, then who can we trust? And this is hard work. This is something that we have to be taught. This is not something that comes naturally to us. Let's say someone really upset you, whether it be a partner, a friend, a colleague, someone important to you made you feel little and made you feel small and your insides are screaming at you. They're uncomfortable. And you say to that, you're okay. You've got a roof over your head. You've got family. You've got friends. You're lucky. Stop. Stop. Just be grateful. That does not soothe the emotion. That does not benefit you in any way. How good is it when something's really upset you or you're feeling completely overwhelmed or you have a huge amount of energy through you and the voice inside your head or someone else says to you, just be grateful for what you do have. As though that's going to bring the body into a state of energetic gratitude, of feeling peace, contentment, and receiving. It's the most counteractive, counterintuitive way to soothe an emotion. If anything, you are literally putting yourself into the opposite state of gratitude by someone saying that to you or by you saying that to yourself. You're doing the exact opposite of what you want to be doing or of what putting yourself into a state of gratitude is. And it's mind-blowing that we've been taught to be grateful even in the existence of a strong emotion that we don't know how to soothe. We go, just be grateful. No wonder gratitude has such a connotation of an eye roll. So if you're going through something and you go to a psychologist, which is great, they are helpful, and they're doing... CBT on you, which is the mainstream form of psychology. And the aim of CBT is to change the way that you think about something. It changes your perspective on something. It makes you question your own thoughts and beliefs. That is all fine and well and good. However, if there are things that are happening and you don't know how to actually deal with the emotion, and this is called somatic therapy, 
it's you know what people will potentially call woo-woo or spiritual or however you want to look at it somatic therapy has its place because the mind and the body are separate and you can deal with the mind but you're not dealing with the body and you can deal with the body and you're not dealing with the mind they're connected so we have to look at dealing with both of them and I really think that a secret to creating a better life for yourself is to understand that when we learn how to deal with the emotion and work through it, the voice in our head and the pushing in our body, in our gut, in our chest, it softens. And when you learn how to do that and how to constantly bring yourself back to a softening, we experience moments of peace and contentment. And that within itself is powerful to feel peace and contentment. I had a pretty strong message come through to me the other day and it basically with what's going on in the world at the moment, right? With the amount of deaths that are occurring. Someone questioned, do you know your grandparents' parents? Do you know your grandma's mother or your grandfather's father? My answer was no. I don't know them. I don't know what they look like. It shows that really within life, within a generation, we don't really have depth into who we reach. We will be remembered for a few years on and then we experience the other form of our universe experience, whatever that may be. And this realization that our children and our children's children will know us and after that we will fade into the background of our family tree. It takes away the pull and the grasp that society has on us. And we can then think about what actually matters. Because for those people who are no longer here, who are in our family trees, what matters to their memory? How did they live their life? We don't really speak about them. I certainly don't speak about them and I don't really hear much about them. I know I feel very connected to my grandparents because I experienced them, but beyond that, I don't know. And so it made me realize what actually matters. It's really moving through life with a sense of contentment and fulfillment. And it's less so about this business that we have to show up in society in some type of hierarchy with the things that we have and what people think of us and what we think of ourselves. If we can experience contentment in the moments of sitting and observing and being at peace within ourselves moment to moment and day to day, the craving for escape lessons and for me specifically the craving for holiday lessons because holiday moments become everyday moments and that's a big thing for me I used to get back from holiday and I would think and I always hear it too if I don't have a holiday booked in I have nothing to look forward to what if we had things in our day every day that we looked forward to what if we learn moments of peace, content and joy 
every single day. We can still book in the holidays, yes, but the need for them lessens. And I really think that a secret to understanding yourself and how to create the best life for you is to understand the fact that if we don't work through our emotions and our healing through somatic therapy, then we will be stuck in the same cycles. Now, I used to hear this. I would hear people talk about getting out of cycles and people talk about getting out of situations and changing your life. And I used to get annoyed. On top of waking up and having the thought cycles that go on that then lead to the work routines where oftentimes you might not feel that fulfilled or living in your state of joy. I would literally internally go, yeah, cool. Um, so whoever's speaking to me, Mr. Person, I have already made the decisions to get me to the job that I'm in and to find another job. Good luck. Have you seen the market out there? Not to mention that if I did go for another job, who's to say I wouldn't end up in this same feeling or that I wouldn't have the same issues repeat themselves. And if I had my time over, of course I would have made different decisions. Of course I would have done a different course or I would have realized that I'm actually into this. But who are you to tell me to create the best life for me? You don't know who my boss is. You don't know who I'm surrounded by. You don't know who my friends are. I wouldn't even know friends outside of this group. Like when I'm not feeling like I have anything in my life to look forward to, then of course I'm going to book a holiday and of course it's going to make me feel happy. Of course I'm going to go out and have fun with my friends on the weekend and of course I'm going to go shopping and I'm going to buy things that make me feel nice and make me feel good. That would be my internal thought process. Like who are you to tell me that you can have a life where you don't need to book a holiday or you don't need to escape? And the only way that I could, I'm like in that energy now, I can feel it. It's like this gray, thick, sludgy, like fog. That's how I can explain that mindset. That's how I can explain that feeling. And I just would get so angry when people would be like, you can have it different. And mind you, it's no wonder why we get hooked onto flings and people that aren't good for us. They still release the dopamine within us. We still get attached to people because everything that we do is trying to escape what we're feeling day to day. The drinking, you know, toxic guys, whatever it is, toxic situations. The dopamine release of those toxic situations, at least you get to feel a bit of that dopamine versus looking at your day-to-day -day life and realizing that it's not the life for you because that is a big moment and that is a scary moment to reach. However, I firmly believe that all of that, all of what I've just explained is fear. And I could have gone on, you know, what about the bills I have to pay? What about the children I have to look after? I can't go into a sense of not feeling secure in the workplace, not feeling secure in myself. That is all fear. And I also know that the people and the tools will come to you when you're ready to face that. 
because sometimes you just have to sit in it for long enough until you get to the point where you are like, I do not want this anymore. This is not for me. And it's the hardest point in life. And as someone once said to me, it's the hardest and the best thing you'll ever do is doing the work to change your life. However, what I do want to really put forward here is that you can only make decisions that are right for you and you can only step into your real authentic self when you have healed the beliefs that go on in your mind that stem from childhood and that stem from young adulthood. In saying that, you can also have moments day to day in stepping into your real authentic self and stepping into what feels aligned to you. No matter if you've done somatic therapy or not, you still can have moments of connecting back to yourself. And I actually ran a practice workshop the other day with a group of people, taking them through a journey on how to love themselves and find themselves even in the space of chaos and their feedback was so strong and so powerful and they reached out a couple of days later and said that it was still having a positive effect on them that I am actually going to start running these workshops so if you are interested let me know and what I want you all to know if you are feeling like you're in a situation where you don't know where life is taking you you don't know what your next step is Know that there are tools and people out there that have been in that and can help. And I will be one of those people to help. And I know that I've done it naturally with a lot of people in my life, but I am willing and able to extend that to more people as well because we're all in it together. We're all one as humanity. And I was going to talk about something completely different this episode. And even through talking, it hasn't come out and it doesn't fit into this topic. So I'm going to save it. I'm going to save a little story that I had. Maybe I'll do it for my next solo episode. Thank you for tuning into this. I want to leave you on a positive and it is that if you are feeling like you are in a situation of a grey, thick, sludgy feeling, you're not sure what's next. You feel like there could be more and you feel a bit scared. You don't know how life could look different. I want to tell you from the absolute bottom of my heart that it is possible that there are people out there who connect with how you feel, who have also gone about changing their lives, changing their friendship groups, changing their paths, changing their minds. And the world has not collapsed. There have not been a group of people watching them fail. There have not been a group of people hoping that they fail. The only real support system we have, and I'm not taking away from the importance of a support system, however, the biggest support system we have is internally, internally speaking to ourselves, internally taking steps to learn how to change our own beliefs. It's not work that we can do alone. It's work that we need to do with other people. However, when we find those other people to help us along the journey, it's up to us to continue to support ourselves through that. We cannot solely rely on the support system. We have to learn to 
become self-reliant and self-trusting as well. So I hope that in this episode, you feel that there is a sense of importance into looking into your self-beliefs, into looking at how you speak to yourself. I want you to remember that you cannot outthink or outsmart your emotion. And what we resist to feel persists within the body. I had someone say to me the other day that they were sitting in bed and they googled, how do I love myself? And I relate with that so much because I remember being 19, a little bit younger actually, maybe I was 18, and I was googling, how do I trust? How do I love? And I want you to know that it is possible. It's something that we have not been taught as children, but it's something that we have the responsibility to teach ourselves as adults. You can increase your self-love, increase your self-value, enjoy the way that you actually internally speak to yourself. And I'm so excited to start sharing this with all of you. If it is something that you're curious with, or if you're curious about, reach out to me. I know I've got a couple of people that are already interested. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for welcoming me in your ear holes with open arms. Thank you for the feedback. If I'm being completely honest, when I first released my podcast almost two months ago now, I could only release it to about 20 or 30 people because I was so petrified as to what people would think about it, what the feedback would be. And so in hearing this feedback, and accepting and receiving the love and gratitude that is coming my way. It's giving me the push to share more and to do more. It has been the catalyst for me writing the workshop and holding the event. And so I'm so excited to hear from more of you, from the people that already know and are already on board. I thank you. And I hope that if you're even just a little bit curious or you're even thinking like, should I, shouldn't I, I don't know, please just message me to have a discussion. Message me just to say, hey, I'm not too sure what it's about, and we can have a chat about it. And I hope that that gives some of you a little bit of a nudge in the right direction. My direction. Come, come one, come all. Thank you for tuning in. You are not alone in what you are going through. You're not alone in how you feel and you are not alone in your journey, whatever it may be. We are all learning together and I hope to see you next week.